brace yourself and prepare to get absolutely obliterated. Welcome back to Absolutely Obliterated. I am Blake Sterling. Today we're going to be talking about just a few topics. Mario Runner on the iPhone, what is that all about? I will get into it. We're also going to be talking about the PS4 Pro 4K Super Resolution. And we'll talk about UFC 203, CM Punk is fighting. That's really weird. We'll get into that as well. Before we get started today, please follow me on Twitter. I would love your feedback, your questions. Uh, you can just annoy me if you want to. So I'm on Twitter at AbsoObliterated. There's a character limit. Had to work in there. Um, I'm also on YouTube, and you can find me on iTunes and give me a rating if you like the show. Please do that. So, let's get started. As promised, the first topic today is Mario Runner on the iPhone. Shigeru Miyamoto, this creative genius at Nintendo, going back 30 years or more, he takes the stage at the Apple conference and announces Super Mario Run, which is this runner-style game. You may know Temple Run or other games in that vein. They're very notorious games. A lot of console gamers and PC gamers don't like them because of the simplistic control schemes. The games aren't very deep themselves, so the appeal wears off quickly. So to have a storied franchise like Mario show up in this format is pretty strange and, and really controversial. Um, so let's get into that a little bit. I watched the gameplay video of Super Mario Run, and I have to say that I'm not so down on it. I am a Nintendo gamer going back forever. I am so good at the Mario games, I'm really good at platformers, that's the game that I've played most, the genre that I've played most, and this doesn't offend me. Um, there's a game called Donkey Kong Jungle Beat on the GameCube, and then it was on the Wii. And it's very similar feeling to that. I, I realize that it's a lot of tapping on the screen, but the scenarios that can be born out of that are great. There was a combo system in Jungle Beat that I'm not sure exists here, but there's, it looks like there's plenty to do and that it's decently complex. But bigger than if it's a fun game or not, this game is going to exist to bring Mario, even in its worst form, to a lot of gamers who aren't gonna own consoles. You have these gamers who are growing up strictly on iPhones that won't even consider a console, aren't that familiar with Mario and Zelda and all of Nintendo's IPs that are gonna have real exposure to this. It's a very talented development group at Nintendo that's gonna be making this game and iPhone game developers are historically not very talented. So this is a very interesting thing. It's going to end up on a lot of iPhones. It's going to increase that exposure. And if the Nintendo NX, which is coming out in 2017, no idea when it's going to be announced formally. If it can get people on board for the NX, this could be very big for Nintendo. Um, I've always said that Nintendo hardware is not that interesting to people, uh, especially not lately. And if Nintendo can get their games in the hands of more people, whether that, you know, if it's going third party and developing for Sony, or if it's developing these mobile games to attract people to their main games, I think it's a great move, honestly. And it can't hurt Apple. I mean, Apple, who is 
dealing with all the headphone controversy and and whatnot, this this can only be good for them to have these franchises on their phone. So the other big announcement in the world of gaming was the PS4 Pro, uh, previously known as the Neo or the PS4 4K. This thing is kind of a beast in the console space. I mean, the PS4 is already more powerful than the X-Bone, the Xbox One, and this is, it's another step up from that. To be completely honest with you, I'm not sold on the whole idea of 4K gaming at all. Most people who have 4K televisions aren't utilizing 4K capability. You have Netflix streaming at 4K, but there's not a lot of content, and the quality is really not great. It's not lossless 4K that's coming across the internet. It's compressed, and you see those artifacts. So you have that going against it. People aren't viewing those 4K TVs at the right distances for the size of set they have. There's this whole algorithm, this whole chart that you can look at to see, is my TV big enough for how far away I'm sitting from the TV? So uh, most people aren't taking advantage of 4K. So for Sony to kind of future-proof like this and say, you know, we're going to release 4K games, we're going to release 4K movies and footage, and we're going to make this whole thing 4K compatible for what is probably 1% of people in the U.S. who are using 4K the right way. I get the idea of future-proofing, but it just seems like a lot of hassle for not a whole lot of benefit, maybe other than to say, we're doing the latest and greatest thing, Microsoft isn't doing shit, we're the ones doing shit. So I see that angle. Um, the aesthetics of the PS4 Pro, take your PS4 and just add another layer, turn it into a hamburger almost, and that's, that's the PS4 Pro. It's not cute looking, it looks like something from the 80s, some cheap black plastic Panaphonics garbage from the 80s, which is not a cute look on this high-end, cutting-edge console. You know when the Wii was announced, they showed off the black Nintendo Wii and it was reflective and sleek and it stood up. That was very impressive and still kind of looks the most futuristic out of all the consoles that have been released. So the aesthetics of the Pro, I don't think are gonna appeal to people very much. It, it just looks like a bigger bulkier, uglier PS4. The PS4 Pro, it's whatever. But they showed off more of this game, Horizon Zero Dawn, which looks like everything Zelda should have been for the last 15, 20 years. It's this open world game, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. The scenarios that they've shown off are great. You have these diverse enemies with complex AI routines. Uh, you have an a main character who can do pretty much anything you want her to do. If you want to tame an animal and ride on it and shoot arrows from its back while it plows over trees, like that's something that they've actually shown in gameplay that's possible, which is incredibly intriguing to have a cutting edge Zelda that also seems to have the same gameplay quality as Zelda. Not just that the ideas are cutting edge, but the core gameplay seems that it's fun and it's up to par with what Nintendo's pumped out. The final topic today is UFC 203 live from Cleveland, Ohio. 
This card features a fight between CM Punk and Mickey Gall. If you don't know, CM Punk is a former wrestler, and I don't mean like Greco-Roman Olympic wrestling, I mean like WWE wrestling. And Mickey Gall, who is this newcomer, he's very green, but very talented. And this, I can't believe that this fight is going on, y'all. This is the biggest freak show fight we've had in a while, and we just had Brock Lesnar fight, which isn't even that much of a freak show. Brock Lesnar is a competitive fighter, he's a talented wrestler, and he's just a genetic freak. Now we have CM Punk fighting, who is none of those things. He has no proper fight training, or very, very little inconsequential fight training. He's kind of scrawny, and he just looks generally uncoordinated. If you watch any of the videos of him training leading up to this fight, it's not pretty. Mickey Gall, just last year, was in a competitive grappling match against the best jiu-jitsu practitioner in the world right now, Gordon Ryan. So for Mickey Gall to be competitive with Gordon Ryan on the mats, and then to face a guy like CM Punk, who's maybe a blue belt, a very, very white blue belt, it's going to be like a grown man wrestling a child. I think unless there's shady money going on or, you know, somebody's being paid to throw this fight, Mickey Gall is going to dispatch with Punk quickly. I think he's going to take him down and submit him almost instantly. He could probably knock him out in the first minute, but I think CM Punk is done in a minute, barring something really shady going on. Um, so UFC 203, I'm going to watch because I have to see the freak show, but it's very strange that they're even doing this. I predict Punk is going to get toasted and then he's going to be gone. We're not going to hear from him again for a while. I mean, there's no sense to keep him on the roster if he loses quickly to the greenest guy in the UFC. All right, that is it for today, y'all. I appreciate the listen. Please, again, follow me on Twitter. It's at AbsoObliterated. I'm on YouTube. Please rate me on iTunes. Very much appreciative of everyone. Y'all take it easy. You have been absolutely obliterated. Go home and be a family man.